Welcome to Real News this Wednesday morning. I am going to give you uh, Tuesday's Jocelyn Maxwell's trial update, which is actually day 14. Um, I'm not really counting anything from Saturday. I don't know if you, anyone following this knows, but the court deliberated without the jury on Saturday, but only for a few hours. But it's not much to report. So I'm going to skip that. So it's not a lot going on with Tuesday, but let me give you what I know. Uh, the jury and Jocelyn Maxwell's trafficking case. Uh, right now they are focusing on um, witness testimony. So that's where we're at right now, okay? Oh, let me see what I got here on my notes. Yeah, okay. So the jurors in Ghislaine Maxwell's trial asked to judge three questions on Tuesday related to testimony from the women who form the core of the case against her. Ghislaine Maxwell has pleaded not guilty to six federal counts, including sex trafficking of a minor, enticing a minor to travel to engage in legal sex acts transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity and three related counts of conspiracy if she's convicted and I don't think she is going to be convicted if she's convicted on all counts she is going to jail for up to 70 years so Tuesday around 10 a.m. Judge Nathan read a note from jurors asking for the transcripts of testimonies from Annie Farmer Carolyn and Jane Three of the four women who testified they were sexually abused by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And that Ghislaine Maxwell sometimes participated in the abuse. Farmer, the only accuser to testify by her full name, testified that when she was 16-year-old, Maxwell massaged her naked chest at Epstein's New Mexico ranch in 1996. Caroline testified that when she was 14 years old, Maxwell touched her breasts, hips, and butt and told her she had a great body for Epstein and his friends. That child sex trafficking count, the most serious of all the charges, relates to her testimony. Jane, who she's going by not her real name, whoever Jane is, said that Maxwell organized sexual messages with Epstein and sometimes joined in the abuse. The enticing and transporting counts relate to testimony only from her. The fourth accuser, Kate, testified Maxwell invited her over and directed her how to give Epstein a massage. She said Maxwell spoke often of sexual topics with her and asked Kate to invite other young girls for Epstein's sexual desires. Just before 3 p.m. on Tuesday, jurors then asked the court for the FBI notes from a 2007 interview with Caroline. The document is not in evidence, so the judge wrote a response to the jurors explaining that they have everything that's available in evidence. Still, from the FBI notes, some experts were excerpts were read into the record during Carolyn's cross-examination. In that cross-examination, the defense pointed to statements in those FBI notes that they said were inconsistent with Carolyn's testimony. In particular, they noted that Carolyn did not mention Ghislaine Maxwell in her 2007 interview with the FBI. 
Uh, the prosecution said Miss Maxwell was not the topic of discussion at that time. The only thing Miss Max, Ms. Maxwell was involved in was fondling and touching my breast and my buttocks. This is what Carolyn then said. And for that, my soul is broken and so is my heart. Got to remember, she was 14 at the time. Uh, further, jurors sent another note at 4.30 Tuesday afternoon asking if they can consider Farmer's testimony for the counts of conspiracy to entice a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts and conspiracy to transport a minor with the intent to engage in illegal sex acts. Judge Nathan said she will respond to the jury. The answer is yes, and you may consider it. During Farmer's testimony on December 10th, the judge told jurors that they could consider Farmer's testimony, but said it did not constitute illegal sexual activity as charged in the original indictment. The jury ended their deliberations for the day at 5 p.m. And it will resume tomorrow at 9. So either tomorrow night or, or the next day, Friday, I will catch you up on that. So let's see what else is going on. In the closing arguments, the prosecution said Maxwell's close relationship with Epstein and the manipulative actions were key to the international abuse scheme at Epstein's properties in New York, Florida, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, the prosecutor said a single middle-aged man who invites a teenage girl to visit his ranch to come to his house to fly to New York is creepy. But when that man is accompanied by a posh, smiling, respectable, age-appropriate woman, that's when everything starts to seem legitimate. They basically teamed up to legitimize and, nor and to normalize this stuff. That's just in my opinion. The prosecutor said, and when that woman encourages those girls to massage that man, when she acts like it's totally normal for the man to touch those girls, it lures them into a trap. It allows the man to silence the alarm bells. The defense focused its case on lengthy cross-examination of the four accusers and attacked their motivations and memories of the alleged innocents. Ghislaine Maxwell declined to testify in her own defense. Okay, so that's the prosecution's closing arguments. Um, now let me go to the defense's closing argument. In the defense's closing argument, attorney Laura Menager sought to distance Maxwell from Epstein and suggested he had manipulated her as well. So basically, I knew this was going to happen. Just Lane Maxwell is claiming she is a victim. She said the prosecution's case is based on speculation and distracting photos of Maxwell with Epstein, including several that show her giving him a foot massage. The the defense continued. She's being tried here for being with Jeffrey Epstein. And maybe that was the biggest mistake of her life, but it was not a crime. The defense also went through the testimony of each accuser and highlighted inconsistencies in their timeline and their previous interviews with law enforcement, in which two of the victims, Carolyn and Jane, did not mention Maxwell. The attorney suggested they misremembered what happened and said they may have changed their stories for money. The defense continued, why would you go decades without mentioning Ghislaine Maxwell? And suddenly, when you have your personal injury lawyer, you add her to the mix. Prosecutor Maureen Comey rejected those arguments in a cross-examination that alluded to broader economic forces at play in the case. 
She said the defendant never thought that those teenage girls would have the strength to report what happened. In her eyes, they were just trash beneath them. These girls were, those girls would never stand up to a power couple like Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. And if they did, who would believe them? Pretty interesting stuff. So that's all I got for Tuesday. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening for the first time, hit the like button. Follow me. I'm on all platforms. Uh, give me some feedback, good or bad. Send it to realnewsocala at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.